Your file shows no kills, Bond. But to become a double O, it takes two. How did you die? Your contact? Not well. You needn't worry. The second is... Yes. Considerably. The man was Le Chiffre, private banker to the world's terrorists. Which would explain how he could set up a high-stakes poker game at Casino Royale in Montenegro. If he loses this game, he'll have nowhere to run. You're the best player in the service. The Treasury has agreed to stake you in the game. But if you lose, our government will have directly financed terrorism. I will be keeping my eye on our government's money. And off your perfectly formed house. You noticed. I hope our little game isn't causing you to perspire. It doesn't bother you killing those people. Well, I wouldn't be very good at my job if it did. How's our girl? Melted your cold heart yet? James, get the girl out. You're not going to let me in there. You've got your armor back on. I have no armor left. You've stripped it from me. Whatever is left of me. Whatever I am. The only question remains. Will you yield? In time? Good evening, everybody. I'm Kane, and welcome to Heroes of Silent Movies. And welcome back to James Bond Month. That's right, kids. We're doing James Bond. We're doing Casino Royale, which according to the chronological order of the books by Ian Fleming is the first James Bond. I don't do this by myself, by the way. Mike is on the other side. Good evening, sir. Evening. So according to the chronological order, this is the first book, correct? Correct. Yeah, this will be the first book, but the second time this movie's been done, actually. Yeah, there was another one with um, that we didn't do with Sean Connery, I believe. And, but we chose this one because this was the first one of Daniel Craig, which I recall when this movie was coming out, there was a big hoo-ha. Who's the next James Bond? Because there was a big announcement that um, Pierce Brosnan wasn't going to do it anymore. He was done. Thankfully. And, and um, <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't a big wasn't, – wasn't, wasn't a Pierce <laughs> fan. I, I lo- I loved, I've loved him and a lot, a lot of other things he's done. Great actor. Just not a Bond fan. It's well, funny that you, like, that you like Timothy Dalton over him because I like Pierce over Timothy. Yeah. But you're you're the reverse, but hey, that's it is. Yeah. like I said, I mean, love I love him in everything else I've ever seen him in, but there, there was just something there's just something off about him as Bond. I don't know. It's I think you even said it because you even said you didn't like him that much. You, you said he was too cheesy and tongue in cheek, and I'm like, yes, yes, he was too cheesy. But I guess coming off Dalton, I guess I like Brosnan a little. See, bit I don't more. think Dalton had the chance. He only had two movies. Why did he step back? By the way, I, we never got that. The idea. I don't remember exactly why he stepped back as Bond. I don't know if there was any. Yeah, I don't know. If there, yeah, up. I'm not sure if there was any. Um, we gotta look that up because I, I know he, two movies is kind of weird. He did Living Daylights, and what was the other one? Uh, it was Living Daylights and License to Kill. License to Kill. That's right. 
I'm going to find out why he only did two movies. Anyway, this is the first one by Daniel Craig, and I think was at the time a controversial choice. People didn't like it. They were like, oh, the guy who was in – because the only thing that people knew him from, he was in Lara Croft. He was um, Tomb Raider. I mean, as far as I know, I think he was in other stuff, but he was in Tomb Raider. He's basically like a secondary character in that movie, and they were like, he's a new James Bond. Oh, great, what? And then he saw the movie like, oh, okay, I'm in. He's a more grittier version of Bond. And I think this movie is what I dug a lot. I think – to me, you know, we have our favorites. We've said them. But Craig is, to me, he's right up there, man. Right up there. And he's one of those, like, I love Sean for what he was. You know, my dad loved Sean Connery. I'm not sure how you feel about Sean, but I love Sean, you know, Roger Moore. But Daniel Craig, to me, he just, he's more the assassin James Bond. I mean, you have moments where he's kind of like the ladies' man, and he is. He, it's still there, but he's more the assassin. And I think this movie proves that. Oh, James Bond is a badass. He was more because this is basically. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of you know, make you feel good about yourself or, or about what you know somebody that you like. Um, Dol- the the, uh, the the restart of this was really looked at off of Batman Begins. They looked mm-hmm. at that and like, wow, the refreshing and the the retelling of basically a year one Batman. This is a year one James Bond. So it's not that he's mm-hmm. an assassin. He's not, he is just now a double O agent. He's just now been promoted. So it's not that he, you know he's an assassin. He's just just come from the ground. He's just come from a regular officer now to be officially be you know. So he's a little he's younger and he's going to get more you know involved. So I, again, like I, I wouldn't say assassin, but definitely more. He's coming into his own right now because he's just been given that. Because even through the movie, we'll, you know, when we get to that, you'll hear M make comments about you know I think we promoted you too soon. Yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's a, there's a lot of that. Yeah, but no, they they looked at Batman Begins and as that refreshing and the reboot of the character, and that's what they did for this. That's why they focused on it and made it so 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 realistic, you know. Because yeah. I mean, you know, the beginning of the movie, we see the like, you know the car the carport the carport or whatever it is that, that you know that, that they're jumping around from you know the building to crane. Oh, to, sequence, yeah. Before yeah, that that'll that will throw you right in your seat. I mean, when I, I remember seeing it in the theater, that just threw me in the back of my seat, I and was, I was done. That was a scene. But anyway, let's let's talk about when the scene comes on. Anyway, we're blabbing too much, guys. So we're doing Casino Royale. Hey, nobody's guys. really watching the movie, so we can blab all we want. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> nobody watches the movies with us, but we're gonna do it and talk about it. No, we, but we're gonna do it and talk about. It. But if you guys do want to cue it up, I'm at five seconds because actually, let me just backtrack a little bit because I'm gonna be. On cue and mic right now. Actually, yes, I'm at five seconds for some reason. So if you guys are ready and just cue it up, I'd usually do a countdown and then we go three, two, one, play, and that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to go three, two, one, and play. Sorry. Goodness. Sorry. Uh, the one thing I love about the. the project earlier <laughs> sorry guys. yeah sorry the, what i love about the cinematography on this is they start off black and white yes the grayscale yeah, yeah they give you like noir. this this film noir kind of style to just start off and it's it, it was really i love that that aspect i love movies that do that i love the way they open this movie
So yeah, it looks like Dalton left. Uh, they they had to do, do a pause on making any James Bond movies, but he was signed up for another three, and um, something with the contract came up. So. And it, it's funny when you sit down and think about it. This movie is 14 years old. Just to kind of put it in perspective, you know, 2006 is when this came out. And it just it, – it still feels fresh when I, when I do sit down and rewatch it. What do you think of the opening of this film? Well, like I was saying beforehand, I, I love the opening. The the opening, especially the black and white, the film noir style. I loved it. I thought it was great to, the way they did it and just sort of introducing him, you know, saying, hey, that was his first kill. And you watched at his first kill in the bathroom. It was clumsy. It was, it was awful. Again, you kind of do a throwback to... So Batman begins, you know, when he first went out the first night, he's freaking banging around, uh, you know, the balconies and, and hurting himself. Yeah, when he put the when he put the ski mask, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you're watching him do his first kill, it's not a, it's not, you know, uh, precise like you, we know him in the future to be. No, it's, it's, it's just gritty. It's raw. It's yeah. just like, you're right. He's just trying to kill the guy any way he can, banging him <laughs> against. He can. He's like, he's not doing anything. I'm just trying. Yeah. I mean, this is just like it's kind of like one of those things you're trained to do many things. You're trying to kill at this point, but you're not in the field. Yeah, and this is his first true death. You know, first true kill as a as a double O agent, and most likely as a as working for MI6. Yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't here when I was gonna. I was gonna get a straw actually. Uh, what did we talk about, Dalton? Uh, well, uh, what I was reading was Dalton was signed up for another three films, and okay. uh, they had to pause production on any Bond Bond uh, films for a while. And he just up and left. He's like, "Okay, I'm I'm not gonna. We're done." And that's when they just like, "Okay, we're gonna move on." At that point, and that's when they grab Pierce. What do you think of this song? By Chris Cornell. I thought it was good. I thought it was an interesting choice. Because, I mean, you really, you, when you think of Bond, you always think about female singers. There have been a few male singers. I know, like, we had Tom Jones and, and um, was it, was he Gold? No, he was he Goldfinger? Thunder. No, he was Thunderball. Or, Thunder, Thunderball. Thunder, yeah. 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 Um, But, yeah, you don't really usually get a male singer in here. And I thought, I mean, it's Chris Cornell. I mean, it, the voice is just, you know, legendary. Rest in peace. What a great singer, man. Actually, I, uh, when I first heard this song, I was like, I wasn't too sure of it. But then actually, after a while, actually, I have it on one of my Spotify playlists. I played all the freaking time. And there's Judy Dench, Mike's favorite M. Might as well. She kind of gave something to M that she didn't have before. Like I said before, and the other M was just, I don't know. I, he, no, I think he was 
there. He, it's not that he was there. He was he was very by the book. She's very by the book, but she's like she she gives it, she pushes back the bond. Yeah, you know. DMs in the past were like, oh, okay, Bond, you're going to do what you want. She's like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, so, so this wasn't her first this – was, this was not her first one. I think uh, Goldeneye, and I think with you know, Pierce was just when she was first introduced. So she's, uh, she's sort of the, the vet at this point you know, as far as the Bonds and Bond films go. I wonder who she liked working with more, Pierce or Craig? That'd be a good question to ask. And honestly, she's the longest running uh, M, as, as not as t- far as time goes, but as far as amount of films and property goes. Because she's got one, two, five. Eight, no, she's got about eight films. Eight? But then you have to realize she's also the voice on the games as well. Oh, that's right. So she just didn't do the movies. She did the games. Yeah, I mean, as far as longevity, yeah, you're gonna you got to give it up to for uh, Bernard Lee. He was the you know the first one from '62 to '79. Damn. Um, but honestly, no, wow. really, actually, I think No Dench puts in time too, '95 to 2015. So, because Spectre was the last time, you know, Spectre was the last movie. You know, again, that's six years ago. I, you know, you got to think this movie is 2006. I mean, we're talking, you know, 15 years ago. We're supposed to get the new one sometime this year. Uh, yeah, we've got yeah the new one was of course you know last year for the thing that won't be named, but yeah that's the other one. I don't know when they when they confirmed the, the release yet, which is kind of weird because that was right there with Black Widow, like ready to that's drop. What I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm shocked they haven't announced like a release date yet. Like like Black Widow's come out. Um, what's what's the big movies that's come out? Well, I mean you had Black, Black Widow and Telnet. And Telnet they just pushed it through. You know, um, at that time I think you had also. Uh, you know, they've all already came out, but um, you know, Mortal Kombat came out. Uh, you know, and a couple of the Disney movies already came out. But yeah, this is the one that's sort of kind of just hanging in limbo right now. About Uganda. They just get pet that pinball machine. <laughs> so, no time to die is still set for this year, Any but date? no date. It's just set for release of this year. So let's see. Oh, September release date is set for September thirtieth in the UK, October eighth here in America. So yeah, we'll we'll get it in in October. You know, the thing about it is I'm one of those guys that says, you know what, I, I'm not going to watch a movie. It's been long delayed. But then again, I did watch Black Widow. With Why? Well, what, what, that's, the, that's the dumbest reason not to. I don't want to watch it because it hasn't come out yet. I, I look, 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 I'm, I'm calling myself a faux pas. <laughs> that's, that's just... I'm calling myself out. I am. But then when the movie comes, I'm excited. I take my kid. I go with you guys. And that's like and saying I don't want to watch a TV show because somebody, a lot of people like it. Well, that's true. That's the whole podcast. <laughs> Coming out. That was behind the scenes jab at at, at, at you, and, and but it's true. He's not looking. <laughs> You're not lying. It's I. I did not watch a certain show because everybody else was watching the time. It kind of bugged me. Sorry, man. I, but then we also have the next Daniel Craig movie coming out after after uh, No Time to Die. Knives Out too. 
Ooh. Is he in it? Is that uh, confirmed? Why would I not? Why would I say that if it was not confirmed? Of course he's Are they shooting it now? Or that would be shot. Uh, they're um, filming right now. I love this character. He reminded me a little bit of, um, uh, what's his name? Inspector Clouseau, Pink Panther a little bit. Yeah, I guess a little bit. But just, I mean, just a tad, but more modernized, I guess. Then we see Mads Mikkelsen, Cassilius himself. I think the last news I heard of Mad, he was supposed to be in the third Fantastic Beast, but I think he got pulled out of that, or he backed out, or something. Because I thought, yeah, I no, thought he, he, no, I thought he replaced Depp. He did, but I think I had thought I had read somewhere that he got pulled out, or, or he or he wasn't going to do it now. Really? That's... Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was the one that was supposed to go in there, and they were going to start filming it after after the whole thing with Depp. No, oh, I didn't hear that. Okay, no, no, he's still in it. Oh no, that's right. He was, um, he was, uh, in, he's also cast in the new Indiana Jones movie. If anybody's interested in seeing an eighty-year-old uh, archaeologist, well, Antonio Banderas also been cast. Which is funny. I mean, he's at the age now they could literally like inter intermix it with the young young Indiana Jones story because there's a there's a couple of episodes they, where Harrison Ford actually is in Young Indiana Jones. Yeah, he's sitting on a rocking chair. He's like, remember this one time I was like, I mean, it's a horrible Harrison Ford impersonation, but he's just basically saying this one time I was in the desert or whatever, and the adventure begins. No, no, no. There, he's actually in it as a, as himself at that age where he, it's him and somebody else driving around. And oh, he's not yeah, yeah. Now there's the oh, there okay. is the one scene where it's the 80 year old man. That's not Harrison Ford. That was somebody else playing. Oh, you know. but no, Harrison Ford is actually in one of the episodes. Yeah, look it up. The one thing I thought about, I heard this rumor, and I wish they would have done it, is I heard like rumors of Chris Pratt being like a younger Indiana Jones, like set before the time of the um, the Ark of the Covenant, and basically. It'll be Harrison Ford in the movie narrating of like what well, Chris Pratt was doing. Yeah, and I thought that would have been a well. Better. It actually would be pre Temple of Doom since Temple of Doom is yeah, actually a prequel. Probably, yeah, which I thought, oh, okay, that's not a bad idea. I'm like, bless you. Yeah, now we now we get to see the new style, the parkour, <laughs> you know, fighting, and this is a. Great way to open up, especially for a new Bond. You, you know, you don't know how you feel about him yet. Where's he at? He's right there. <laughs> Shoot him. Subtle as a sledgehammer. Well, it's, just, it's like you said, it's, it's year one. So he's not going to be sneaky, sneaky. He's going to, you know, screw this. Yeah, but when we watch View to a Kill, I mean, he was driving around, you know, with a hat, with a oh, half, half put to get together a car, you know, around France. So don't don't say he's subtle that later <laughs> on. That's a fire engine. <laughs> well, not no, not no. That was in San Francisco. I'm talking about when he was in France in that movie. Who was that guy up there with the swords? Just a worker, you know, you're going to... Oh, damn, man. Like, he was like... Lux of the I'll be insurance. Oh, 
He's got good aim. He can run. He's a badass assassin. Does he have a name? I was trying to find out who that was, and I couldn't find him in the the list. Because I really don't think he he sticks around long enough to no, he, he doesn't to really to really get a list. But he makes an impact, and this is like at least ten ten minutes. Talk about screen time. The guy earned his sad car today. Oh, I'm afraid of it. That, that just freaks me out. Oh, boy. No, oh, it's a new bond for new generation. So I guess I got to ask you. Craig is coming up with his last film. It's well documented. What do you think is going to be the next one? Or you don't care? I don't know. I mean, it's. I know that there was always the talk of it. Eldris, uh, because that 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 came up what two years ago that they were talking about Eldris Alba picking up the doing that. Then there was um, who's the girl that's in the new one? The the, uh, the African American actress. She was um, – there was talk of her play, playing a 007 because, again, 007 is not the person. That's just their kill ranking. Yeah, it's just the – James Bond should definitely be British. Um, I don't think – I don't – at first I kind of had a problem with him being black but then – because I really felt that James Bond represented a certain type of white privilege – in a way that I was like, that needs to be put off that way. But the way Eldris has portrayed a lot of other characters, I think he would do perfect in that in that role. Um, but but, yeah, but anybody that can hold hold their own in that, and again, I think it needs to be younger. I'm going to go with what uh, yeah, that, what that, Sean not, Connery said. Sean Connery said, you know, whoever the actor is that plays James Bond needs to be in the yeah, at least thirty. So I'll take out you know him out of that equation. I mean, really, to be honest, who, who should do it? I, and I think he would do a really great job. And uh, I'm being partial to this, but uh, Henry Calvo would do great. Yeah, he would. He's British. He's not going to fake the yeah. accent. We can actually see him in a movie with a real accent. He was great in a similar type of movie, Man from Uncle. Which yeah, is a exactly. Movie. I think we talked about it a lot for a couple of years now. Somebody mentioned Richard Madden to me. Game of Thrones, he played the, um, I forgot, his, he's one of the Stark brothers. He died at the Red Wedding. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Even, I mean, God, he's I not bad. He did a movie, well, he did a series on Netflix, like six episodes, it's called The Bodyguard. Right. Really good, really good. I, I guess that's where the whole talk of the James Bond is like, oh, he'd be a great Bond. And, and I actually saw that, and I was like, he wouldn't be bad. Just don't get married. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of tough to to really pick because I'm not too much on some of the, the choices. Well, some of the younger mind. British actors, you know, and I and I do believe it should be somebody British that that definitely can do it. There are some younger ones I think would be great. 
but you don't want to pick younger again. You know, I think there there's some younger actors. I think yeah, that would you be. You want to pick too young, but you don't want to pick too old. That's it's always been the thing with Bond. You definitely need an action star, somebody that that can yeah. that can pull it off. Or at least, it, at least appears to do the action stuff. <laughs> no, because really, I mean, with I mean, Tom Cruise. As much as I'm not a, a Cruise fan personally in his life outside, you know, off the screen, I, I'm a, as an action star, he he did exactly what Wesley Snipes did. I, I remember Wesley Snipes having an interview with Howard Stern, and mm-hmm. Howard Stern's like, "Man, you you're getting in, and like you go out and you do this military training." He's like, "Well, I'm an actor." I'm an action actor, so when I pick up a gun, I should look like this is part of my hand, yeah. you know. And then, of course, you know what? Uh, um, um, Keanu Reeves is really you know taking that that thought to to task with how he's trained, but he's not the only one. He's just the one that's getting a lot of the attention because of John Wick. There's, there's more, but yeah, actors have been doing that for a while. Like I said, Wesley Snipe was one that was known for doing that. That's why he looks so natural when he you know did play a lot of these roles. And yeah, that's what you you really don't want to have. You know, you want an actor that's going to be hands-on nowadays. You know, like yeah. a, not somebody's going to shove him and be like, "Hey, stunt double, do this." Yeah, yeah, and you don't want you don't want the studio to hire somebody that in that way either. You don't want the studio to say, "Well, I'm, we're going to hire you, but we're going to get you a stunt double, so you just have to look the part." No, we we nowadays in the in the role in the movies that we're seeing and the actors we're expecting, that's what we want. It's a bad scene. Because again, kind of something I was talking about, you know, that we, we're getting bigger and bigger in our movies, but I think there's a time really close. I think we're going to get very smaller in our movies, and that's when we're going to want to see more action. Because mm. again, we're not done with this. <laughs> What's going on no. in the world? What we went through no. last year, not done. So no. I, yeah, I think the movie industry might it was going to change a little bit and not have the big productions. Well, you, I think you mentioned it. Uh, a couple podcasts ago that we're going to go back to what the 70s had more smaller scale type movies which I would look forward to like a China, like a China Syndrome yeah, movie. yeah. So, Chinatown movies, movies like that so because that's what made it so like refreshing when like Star Wars came out because everything was so small and so you know not not as much special effects most most theater company or most uh, you know studios had closed down their special effects departments that's yeah. why Lucas had to film or had to create Lucas Arts because there were no special effects departments and studios anymore, you know. And that's kind of—I mean, I don't will—I doubt we'll ever get back to that because special effects are can be done on my Chromebook, you know, half the time. And I think you know, with with movies like you know from Marvel and and from you know the DC films that they were, we're never going to go back to not seeing these massive no. hits. But I think we're going to be sprinkled more with Hello. We're going to have uh, sprinkled more <laughs> in with these like really like I don't want to call them low budget, but not as big production and very smaller cast. Yeah, they're going to be smaller scale, more intimate. Scoring. I was looking for intimate kind of productions. You're a vampire. Vampires bleed from their eyeballs, buddy. That's what you are. Mad, man. He's one of my favorite new actors. Well, not new. He's been around for a while. But as yeah. far as like his work goes, I started watching the other night before I passed out because everybody's going to talk about Hannibal, and I didn't give it a chance. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I like the movies. Then I start. I just watched the first episode. I'm like, okay. 
I'll watch the second one. <laughs> like it's not, it's not. I guess what's ingrained in me is Anthony Hopkins, and I guess that's you know maybe for some people, at least just for me. But now I'm getting that feeling. Okay, he's not that. He's this, right? And I think it takes a while for me because my I'm I'm kind of stubborn. You know me. I'm very stubborn in my thinking and everything I do. So it takes me a little bit to like just to catch up and like to just process these thoughts. But when I get it, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they're going for right there. It's kind of like a new Batman. When a new Batman comes out, I gotta I gotta feel him out. Like like Robert Pattinson, I I don't feel anything for him yet. Maybe I will, but as of right now, from what I've seen, I don't like it because he's not. He doesn't feel like Batman yet, but maybe he might. Well, I know you and I had talked about that. There were certain things that had been coming out about the film a little bit more and things that we're seeing that I was like, you know, I, I can kind of see this now, the direction they're going. I uh, I need, I need uh, you know, exposition as to why he was in this room doing this. Why is he wearing black eye makeup in the middle yeah. of the day? Yeah. You know, yeah. if that was one of those moments where he had to rush in and take off his bat suit because it was daytime and he didn't have a chance to take off his mascara. Got it. Perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen some of my coworkers come in with a little, you know, night, night leftover night before uh, mascara. Ooh, yeah, maybe uh, you okay? You had a rough night. Shut up, Mike. Go away. <laughs> okay, we'll talk later. <laughs> shame, shame. <laughs> yep, and here he goes breaking into into M's office. What are you doing? <laughs> How did you get in my house? <laughs> well, it's like he said, he's ballsy. He's just, he's year one bond. He's not going to ask for permission. He's like, screw this. I'm just going to come get it myself. It's better to ask forgiveness <laughs> than ask for permission sometimes. You know, you know, it's funny. It's very similar to Batman Begins when uh, Bruce broke into Commissioner Gordon's or Lieutenant Gordon's office. Left him like he's he's looking some stuff like, hey man, you know, we're in this together. He left the stapler and he just wrote, wrote out and he goes up to the roof and he's like, she's shooting at him. He's like, hey man, we're in this together. And he's like, what are you doing? But this time I'm actually just talk. The timeless Judy Dench. I, th- I think like your, your connection to Batman, I think like it's more Dark Knight. You remember when he uh, set up the whole. Uh, the whole um, at the end where he set up the everybody's oh, cell phone, okay. and yeah, all right. And I'm Fox not. is like, I didn't make it to be this. Okay, I'm sorry. Here's how you here's how you kill it after we use what we needed to. That that's really, I could see that kind of that kind of connection there. And we're gonna be doing that movie in a month and a half. That'll be a fun one to do. Oh, uh, yeah. Remind me. I need to – I wanted to talk to you about the non-Marvel or the non-MCU movies we Are were we going to do. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. You got some ideas? Something one movie particular popped in my head because I figure yeah, we're going to do – we're going to do one of those one of those series of movies that they're there. And I was like one I wanted to kind of put my vote yeah. in for. Yeah. It's, it's funny because today I was actually thinking about October. And I was thinking about one movie in particular. I was like, you know, we've never done Ghostbusters. How come we haven't done Ghostbusters yet? So I'm throwing that movie out there for October as well. Well, we already have October set, buddy. 
Oh, we do. Oh yeah, yeah. We we had we had our uh, our yeah, not our third I, member, our our fourth or fifth member. We're going to call her uh, Marie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she chimed in. That's right. She'll be she'll be joining us for the well. She didn't so much chime in, but she was there when we were having our one of our late night discussions. It's amazing how many good things I get from those late night discussions. <laughs> I see life differently, movies differently. At this point, she's like, he's a rogue. I can't trust him. There's some looks that he gives, like that little head nod right there. Like, okay, that's Bond. How did you get into my apartment? (laughs) See, I think he meant to leave the laptop just like that. So she knew where he was going. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, he's because he's going to go there and he's going to get a little backup. Yeah, he's like, you know, you know, I'm not going to tell you I'm going there, but you know, I'm going to leave this little thing. No iPhones back here, buddy. Working on some uh, razors back in the day. I remember when those razor phones came out. I, everybody thought that was the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. Razors look like I could put my own. You have your ringtone in MP3. My buddy Brian. Yeah, I think you met Brian a couple of times. He, he was the first one in our group that had the razor. I was like, oh, my God. It was, you know, it was this horrible color, like a maroon color. Like, yeah, I had to buy it because there's no black yet. So I was like, dude, this is so freaking awesome that I had a, that I bought a razor. Was, I thought it was the coolest guy in the world. No, I worked, and, for, I worked for AT&T at the time when those uh, little gems rolled out. So, Also, I'm sure you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, I got the other side of it. Oof, is it bad? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sure didn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're the one who bought it. You wanted the you wanted the first first version of it. You can't should, should should have waited for the second version. That's what I always tell everybody, especially now. Like I'm having a um, discussion with my daughter because her her thing is, and I, you you know about this. Like I have a PlayStation Four, and basically I'm going to bequeath it to her once I get a PS Five. So she's like, it's it's coming out, it's coming. Out. I'm like, well, look it, I'm gonna wait for the second gen. Because the first one, they got to get the kinks out. I don't want to be one of those guys. Oh, come on. Like, she keeps sending me updates every, oh, my God, it's ridiculous. Like, there's one for sale. And then I'll go and put it in my cart, and it'll disappear. Like, what happened? So, I'm not one of the first Jenners. I wait for a bit. Like, when the iPhone came out, I waited, like, a two years before I got an iPhone. So You waited to join the cult, huh? Yeah. I'm not a cult. My iPhone is just fine iPhone 8 Plus. Yeah, there's certain products I won't buy. That's one of them because I, I like to have a little bit more control over my over my, my stuff I buy. Okay. That's one reason why I don't join Amazon. I, I've, when I, I, I do a lot of reading, I, I do it through um, a, a company called Kobo. They're Wait, a, you, don't, you don't join Amazon? You just buy from Amazon? No, I don't. I, I buy like 
like products from Amazon, but I don't get into their their property. I don't I have one. Well, I have actually I have two fires, but um, but I don't use like Amazon Prime for like their books. I don't get Kindle. I don't get their movies. I don't, yeah, I don't do any of that. Because Kendall, Kendall, you can only use one one format, and I read from different formats. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, this this one brand I have, it's the, the Kobo. They're they're good all all across the country or all across the world, and they're like second behind Amazon. And the only reason they are they are is because Amazon's in America. This guy looks like Borat a little bit. Yeah, sexy, sexy time. <laughs> he looks like Borat with the mustache. Look at him, like at least from that angle. Let me see him up close. Oh, James, very suave. Of course, they're gonna have a hot receptionist. It's pro quo. So when uh, Craig did actually take over the role as Bond, he got a lot of uh, help from uh, the former Bonds. They all reached out to him and gave him support. Well, at this point, they were all still alive. Yeah, yeah. But it's just you know, even 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 Pierce reached out to him. They they all reached out and said, "Hey, you know what? We got your back. You know, this. You got any questions? How did they? You know, just, they all reached out to him. He even you know, went as far and read all of." The novels from Ian Fleming as well. Oh boy, it's a nice horse. It's a nice horse, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The yeah, horse, dude. Nice. 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 No, I guess the scene coming up is a scene people compare to Sean Connery in one of the movies. I forgot which one it was. No, it's not a, a scene from. Well, it's actually kind of a. It's kind of a a, a nod back to Doctor No. Okay. When so, when when the his the girl James Bond the jump Bond girl came out. He's already got her. Of course, you would of course you see a pretty girl riding a horse to the beach. It's a normal thing. There's Borat pissed off. What are you doing? <laughs> it's not sexy time yet. <laughs> Dude, he looks like Borat now. This is great. Of course, Anne would have a husband. She's not a eunuch. What? Dude, he looked, put a mustache on him. He looks like Borat. I don't know, man. You can cross you can cross some multiverses with that. Of course we have Vesper. She's uh played by Ava Green. Uh God, she's been in Sin City, oh. Peculiar Children, uh God, so many movies. Penny Dreadful. She was fantastic in Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Oh she's just one of those actresses that just commands a screen. It's not that she's hot, because she is. She's stunning. Like, everything about her is just stunning. Like, her look, the way she acts. I don't know what's more attractive, like, her look or the way she acts. There's Borat again. There's my dad. 
Is that a rib right there? He's drinking a rum and coke instead of a martini. Well, That's he right. hasn't been introduced to it yet. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. In Casino Royale, in the books, he was not introduced. Actually, the way he is introduced and orders it later is that is straight out of the book exactly in the same yeah they, they that's one of those few scenes that they took directly out of the book this is a meme borat no sexy time well there's sexy time on the ear look at that yeah but he's this is not Borat. this is like meme borat no sexy time for you this is before borat you know became borat Another great scene right here, the card game. I think it's meant because I think he does lose this card game, but he meant to lose it because there was a reason why he wanted to lose it because he was trying to figure him out. I was told, uh, I'm not a big card player, but I've sat in on some card games, especially with my dad back in the day. He used to have some of his old army buddies come over. And um, my daddy's saying, well, I don't win all the time, but I will win sometimes. I'm like, well, what do you do? You're not the best card player. He's like, well, the thing is, you got to read the player. Don't read the cards. Read the player, and you'll win almost every game. Because there's certain things that somebody's going to do during the game. If you read them enough, you'll see a pattern, and then you can predict it and keep going forward. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, they, when you watch them long enough, you'll figure out their tell. Yeah, you figure out what they're doing, like, just manners. Like, well, you see those poker players play, like, in the ESPN, they always wear those big glasses because they don't want nobody to see their eyes. Not because they're obnoxious. Because everybody's looking for an angle to win. This is not boring. <laughs> Boo. Change this guy out and put uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in this Okay, film. we got it. You, you said it like six times already. We got <laughs> it. Right. Sorry, we got it. All right. He's that dead horse there, man. Okay. No more sexy time. Oh, there's sexy time there. Is that a callback to an old Bond car? I didn't see what the car was. I mean, if it's an Aston Martin, it's he's always yeah, driven those. So yeah, that's or not always, but that was became his one of his cars. You know how much one of those sell for? Uh. A lot. I think they said thirteen million. I think I just read something about that. That they they destroyed like three of them. No, uh, three hundred three hundred thousand. Yeah, and they destroyed three of them uh, during uh, doing car ro- the car roll sequence. Yeah, Aston Martin DB nine. There it is. So Daniel Craig actually uh, quit smoking for this role. It's a big, big thing to do for a role, especially, especially as actors. 
<laughs> Smooth. Already home. Welcome. So a little connection to another Bond film we did, um, not anything to do with the Bond stories, but they film these in a um, in what, what it's called in, in Pinewood Studios at the 007 stage. There's actually a 007 stage that they use one week after filming this movie. It was completed. The studios that studio burnt down. Back July 30th, uh, 2006, this was the second time that happened. The first time uh, uh, being uh, before filming of uh, of You to a Kill, when we were already done. <laughs> so a little, uh, a little strange little connection. Strange. Oh, Bond. Always getting lucky. Is that a gun in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? Ron is a one and done guy. Except when he meets Eva Green. Ooh. She's one of the first Bond women. To me, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong. She's one of the first Bond women to really just, I guess, challenge James and not be like, you know, hey, I'm just going to be like whatever you want. She's like, nah, screw you. I'm this. And if you want to get with me, guess what? You're going to have to do this. I love women like that. Oh, there we go. Oh, your boyfriend's calling you. The fuck do you want? I've had that happen a couple times. Don't sound proud of that. That's nothing to be proud of. Uh, it is not proud. I'm not proud. I'm just saying <laughs> it's in the past. I was not proud, but I was not a good guy back then. Trust me. It's not, it's not a badge of courage. It was awful. I hated it. So this was the first James Bond movie to be approved by the Chinese censors. All the other James Bond movies, the only way that anybody could watch it in China was bootleg copies. Extremely, extremely illegal bootleg copies. That's why that that was the big deal with the most recent movie, uh, because it hadn't been released yet. But they were having trouble, you know, getting approval through the through the Chinese censors as well to get it released over there. It's going to take your business. And there was another little tie-in from uh, another movie that we've already done for Bond, uh, Dr. No. This is the first movie since Dr. No. So since basically the first Bond film without the new dancing girls in the title. Every Bond movie since Doctor after Doctor No had you know the, the girls dancing yeah the little dancing yeah movie. but this is the first one since that since then 
that it's a it's not so yeah it's been a long time what the hell is this oh okay I forgot about this crazy artwork scene Was it like like Alex? Was an artist called Alex Gray? He does the um, or he used to. He did the album sleeves for Tool, and Tool would have like a lot of these album sleeves all about body parts and this body image. Sort of reminds me a little bit, little Alex Gray stuff. Oh, you got caught! I think his name is Alex Gray. I can move. Mm-mm. Well, it's funny the the this uh, exhibit is actually the the Czech na- at the Czech National Museum, so it's not even in the Bahamas. Oh, they just kill him! Jesus, fucked him up. No sexy time for him. Uh oh. Yep. Somebody got there before you, bro. Oh, don't let your guard down. He, there we go. That's right. You know, Bond is so synonymous with suits and elegance. and It's kind of cool seeing him kind of grounded. You're right. Very Batman Begins. I didn't throw that analogy together until he actually said it in the, in the intro. Well, it is technically. I mean, a lot of the fan base, the Bond fans, they call this one Bond Begins because of kind of that, that style. I, n- I never got it till now. Like, ooh, it, it is. Okay. Oh, my God. Is that the guy who owned version? Yes, that is. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> One of the very few cameos that's in this film. Richard Branson. That's yep. holy shit. I would love to work with Richard Branson. There's no more Virgin record stores, but still Virgin Airlines. There used to be a big Virgin Records store downtown Disney. I used to visit all the time. Their CDs were way too priced, but I used to find some cool imports. Yeah, when I lived out in LA, that's I used to go out to the one that was on um, off of Sunset. That's actually where we went to uh, pick up all of our newer newer stuff. I think we went down there to pick up uh, early uh, Manson um, Antichrist Superstar. We went down there for like a pre-release. Damn, man! Damn, really? Shit. Yeah. I bought tickets there. I bought CD, a couple of CDs there. CDs are a little bit too overpriced sometimes. But yeah. the imports, they were they were pricey. But I was like, no, you know, it is an import. We actually had a uh, we had an import store 
for like bootleg like live stuff that we would go to. That that's was a nice. Was, that's what, yeah, that's what I was always looking for. Was like yeah, live. no, yeah, we actually had like like one off of God. What was it? So La Brea, I think, all the way down La Brea past Santa Monica Boulevard, there was this. There's this used CD shop, but they had a massive live bootleg collection of like even even like to the, like like the Beatles and the Doors and Zeppelin. They were like live CDs. I there was a, a point in my life where I was just all about imports and live anything live. I would buy like SCP live. I would buy Pearl Jam live. I bought Depeche Mode, Songs of Faith and Devotion live from uh, Germany. I bought that one. And like some of the sound quality wasn't that great, but no, because usually they were recorded off of yeah, uh, they weren't off recorded off the board. They were they were recorded off yeah, somebody's yeah. tape deck. It was like, hey, it's a tape deck. There you go. But if you put it up in the right right volume, like I wish I could mix it in Audacity, <laughs> then I could fix up the volume. But um, it was the whole thing it was that like, that was a secret thing because they wouldn't release that shit. Like, oh shit, I'll take it. Yeah, I think that my uh, my roommate at the time he was a huge, huge Beatles fan, and when I told him about that place, he, he was out the door. I spent over a hundred bucks one time at uh, Park Avenue, like where we live, like in Orlando. There used to be a place in a Park Avenue. They sold all these import CDs. I, I used to, oh, I cleaned up bought U two, tons of. So I bought Systematic, which was abandoned all together. Orgy, Manson. I miss those import CDs, man. Nowadays, you just look it up in Spotify. Or iTunes. Not even that. You can find them on YouTube Live. Yeah, YouTube, and you can just like, copy the MP3 and make your own playlist. That's so. so the one thing I haven't figured out. You have to get the MP3 from YouTube to Spotify, but I guess that's in Unless you know. Hmm? Do you know anything like that? Like, to actually copy the MP3 from YouTube to put it on your Spotify playlist? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know anything about that. Just... Hey, boss, the plane. Now, what is so special about this plane? That we're coming out of a hangar. Good Lord. Well, this bomb can run. I'll say that he's, he's younger, so he doesn't. You know, he can he can run a little bit, a little bit of sprinting. Dude, ah, uh, yep, yeah, you're a spirit. This bomb is sweating. He's putting work in. You go, bro. So actually, this is the third production of Casino Royale. Uh, there was the movie, which was a non-canonical. It was 1967. Uh, you know, it was more of a satire. It had David Niven, Peter Sellers, and Woody Allen in it. But before that, in 1954, there was a television episode starring Barry Nelson as Bond and Peter Laurie as uh, Le Chafe. So, yeah, this is the third version of this, and I did not know about that television episode. I, know, I had no clue about that. You just yeah, said. so technically there was another Bond, Barry Nelson. Barry Nelson. 
Well, Mike, if we do James Bond trivia, you would definitely win. Just for knowing that little nugget right there. Uh, I didn't know it. I had to had to I had look no it up. So I knew that's what, what, see, kids, you learn something new always. Trying to see what else Barry Nelson's been in. He was in Airport. He was in The Shining. He was in Poltergeist as, as an actor on television in an uncredited scene. Ooh. That's too close for comfort right there. This Bond does a lot of running. A lot of running in this film. He does more running than Grant Gustinson. I wonder if he did all these running scenes. Pretty sure. It's not like he actually ran that full distance. So. Well, it's still he's sprinting. It's funny. Um, last um, last Saturday after you guys left, I went to um, Barnes and Noble with my kid. She wanted to get a, a book, and I was gonna, you know, she was like, "I'm gonna buy this ad. Is it cool?" I'm like, yeah, it's fine. So as I went to go pay, I noticed I was like, "Where's my wallet?" I left the wallet in Chili's. <laughs> so I was like, wait here. I sprinted out of the store so fast. These two kids, they were like, run, Forrest, run. I didn't even, I, I heard them. I was like, I got to get to my car. I drove, sprinted. Well, you didn't, you didn't yell, Jenny. You didn't no, I that. didn't. I, dude, I was so focused on getting my wallet. I was like, ran right over there. Nobody had sat in the table yet. The, the wallet was on the floor. I picked it up, got it, left, ran back out. Drove fast right back to the Barson Noble. She's still at the counter waiting because nobody had gotten in line. I was like, all right, let's get it. They get this cashier, and my kid gave me the look. She's like, that took like 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's okay. And that, that explains why you went straight home and went to sleep then. Yeah. <laughs> I answered that question. <laughs> Man, I was so tired when I got home. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a, you left that out of the conversation. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Yeah, yeah. Took a lot out of me. So, is your daughter still reading that that book I got, or no? She, um, it's funny you say that. She read her book that I bought her, and she opened the book that you gave me. Yeah, and she was like, "Hmm." So she's she's poking. She, I think she read a couple pages. She's still reading another book. So, but she opened it. Maybe I'll get her on one of the, a podcast eventually. She stops playing Minecraft. Why is everybody dressed like freaking Sheriff Roscoe Pico train here? Well, I think they're they're transporting something. Oh, okay. I think that's why there's so, all that security around. I think yeah, I think there's a, a bomb on the on there, and that's why he's trying to stop that from running into it. 
You just saved your life, kids. Yeah, I just yeah, I guess I should have watched this before. Yeah. He's a lot more active. Oh, there you go. Man, you let the, the Roscoe Pico trains take you out? The transport division? God damn. That's Where's Boss Hog when you need him? What'd you say, Flash? <laughs> I love that. I love this. This is so Bond. Where is it at? Oh, shit. Boom. That's Bond. That is Bond. That's so Bond right there. Let's smile. Shush. Oh, he's got bronchitis. And then we got Victor Zanz. You gotta have a bald henchman then. Yeah, if the villain's not bald, then the, yeah, the, one of the henchmen at least needs to be bald. It's, it's a common thing. You gotta have a bald guy. This guy from afar looks like Edward Norton. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, dude, see, you didn't hit it. Now what happened? Damn. You should... Oh yeah, and was like, yeah, I had to drive all the way down here, motherfucker. She just adds so much to M. Like M, to me, could be different for you. During the earlier days, he didn't have much of. He's more. He just more react to James. Judy reacts, but she does stuff with James. And I guess because they wrote her better. I mean, it's just on the times, you know. Look at the stash. Yeah, there's a microchip in there. Yeah, so she can track him. <laughs> Begin in there. It's right there. <laughs> I love their relationship, man. I I don't I, I don't want to say it this way, but it is very motherly because she is. she is she treats she treats she treats him like like my mom treated me after after I reach a certain age. She's like, all right, gloves are off. We're not pampering anymore. This, Dude, you know, time to time to yo know, man up a little bit. Have you met you've met my mom. Oh yeah, she, she's literally the same way that M is to Bond. Well, close, but yeah, actually, way similar. Actually. Actually, very similar. Yeah, no, I've, I've had moments where my mom's like, hey, just don't be an asshole. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, that's def- that, definitely that. They're, they're showing a little bit of that motherly side, you know, like, that she's worried, but she's also like, you're embarrassing me. 
Yeah, you know. Yo, don't go out in public wear that, really. Yeah, stop the shit. You know, clean your scars up. Come on now. I like it. It's like motherly, yet like, you know what? Like, almost like I'm the older friend here, and you know what? Cut the shit out. You need a friend like that. You know, stop. Cut, cut the bullshit out. Move on. What are you thinking? I know it's a movie we're not going to do, but um, when she did, um, what was the movie she did? And not after this one, because the movie after this one was, um, what's the name of it, Mike? What, what, the Bond movie or another movie yeah, she the, did? Yeah, the Bond movie she did with Craig. Not, not the second one, the third one. The second one after this was not that great. I thought the next one after this was Skyfall. No, no, no. Quantum of Solace was the second one. Oh, okay. Sky- so, so Skyfall, yeah. Skyfall, she had a scene with him. So good. So Skyfall to me was the better movie. Have you, have you gone online and seen her grandson? No. Her grandson has uh, – oh, it's, it's not a TikTok account. I think it's like a Twitter account or something. And they go back and forth, and it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Because she – M is her. I mean it's literally not a, an act, the way her her attitude is. But yeah, the way she is with her grandson, it's just like epic. Sorry, I didn't cut you off. Yeah, the green just walked in. Ugh. True confession. If I ever get married, it would be to a woman. Well, I would hope it would be to a woman. Well, yeah, so oh, okay. no, well, there's anything wrong, anything wrong. There was a little me. too long of a pause there, so I was like, <laughs> "It's like, what, what, what are we wait? What, what are we talking about? Are we having a, a coming out moment? <laughs> Going to have to start filing these under the LGBTQ uh, podcast as well. I mean, I'm, I'm all open for it, man. If, if that's where you're going, go. Be free. Anyway, like I was saying, if I had to marry any woman, it would be very similar to Ava Green. It's not that she's gorgeous. It's just her mannerism. Look at her eyes. Oh, I'm a big sucker for eyes. Okay, that, and an eye is not a mannerism. That's just that, that, that's how she looks. I'm saying mannerisms and eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Okay. Look at the way she's looking at him. Like she doesn't want to like. It's like she wants him, but she doesn't give a shit about him. Ugh. I'm shocked she hasn't done more stuff. What she has? She's she's done quite a bit of stuff. Just nothing well, that, not that late, like nothing lately. Nothing lately. Well, not a lot of people have done a lot of stuff lately. Oh, I no, mean, throw last year out the window. She she was in Dumbo. She was in Proxima in 2019. She was in uh, Based on True Stories, Euphoria in 2017. She was in Miss uh, Peregrine's Home of Peculiar Children, Sin City, Salvation, 300. I mean, she's been in a lot. She was the best part of Sin City, that sequel. I mean, and then you throw in the fact that she was on Penny Dreadful for 25 episodes. Have you watched Penny Dreadful yet? I watched the first season, I think. I think you're miss, dude. Honestly, you have told me about series to watch. That's one you should watch. I, I watched it. I just it, it wasn't enough to grab me. I, I, it's not that like, I hated it. I enjoyed it, but 
there were other things that drew my attention away. So okay, okay, that's fair. There's a lot of stuff out there. I was like, I, I was like, I don't hate. I just don't watch. I'm like, it's just not pulling my attention to to take me away from. I've got very limited like TV time. Like in my life, I know it sounds strange, but. No, it does not. Sound I so I do certain like, you I know, am, I got like thirty minutes to do this. I got you know this to do. You know, reading and it's like I've I've got it. It's like my life scheduled out. I always we have a friend. I always pick on her about it. She's like, I just don't have time. I go literally. You have to schedule yourself time yeah. to schedule your your evening. And guess what? Some nights I get hooked on something, and I you know what? Well, guess what? It's not reading. I'm not reading tonight. I'll read a read more it's tomorrow. Hard. It's difficult. Like it's you know, especially your schedule, her schedule, my schedule. It's just. Well, I mean, when I get off of work normally, if I don't do overtime, I, you know, most days, I'll, you know, on average, I'll usually do eight. But, you know, there's at least, God, I know this week I did four tens and then last week four tens. Yeah, so last, most recently I'm getting off, you know, usually around seven. But that still leaves me a good four hours to yeah, exercise, watch at least an hour or two of TV, and then I can sit down for two hours and try to read. So your schedule is basically like, what, eight to five? Maybe yeah, it's about what I about, about work eight to five, but I've been working overtime because we just been been slammed. So, so. Like eight to seven, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Normally it's eight to seven recently. For to me, it's like for me, it's twelve to ten thirty, twelve to eleven. It's when I get home. It's like I'll pop on you know Game of Thrones and I'll read I'll read a couple pages of the book that I'm reading, Sun Tzu, Art of War, and that's it. It's hard. Yes, yeah, I couldn't read a book. You know what's I funny? couldn't read a book a couple of pages a night, man. I, I, I do, I do a couple of, I do a couple of chapters a night. I just, I don't know. I, I, honestly, do I, I don't know how you do it because I can only read like maybe a couple. I could do like ten pages, then I'll pass out. You do chapters. I don't know. Well, I used to. Well, that's it's the it's because I'm reading it not on a book. I'm reading it in the digital format, and that doesn't bother my eyes as much. I used to fall asleep also. Reading. So, if, so when you read a book, actually, it's a hardcover copy that that's going to draw you. It, for some reason, yeah, I, it's always that's why I was like I've been wanting to get back into reading, and I just like I, I bought a cheap you know, e-reader, and I'm like, man, I I can actually read for hours and not feel like I need to go to sleep now. I uh, you know beforehand, like I, I was like you, I could read a few pages, and I'd be out. There's something about how to you know reading off of that 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 format. It's it's easier to read. And also how you eat, how you read, you know, if you're laying down and reading, I try to sit up, I try to sit at my desk and read, you know, because then I know if I'm going to lay down, yeah, I'm going to go out soon. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But also what I've been doing is I've been doing a lot of eBooks during the day at work. If I'm offline and I'm not, we're actually like, you know, taking phone calls or anything, I'll just, if I'm doing just data entry, I'm, I'm listening to an audio book at, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, I to, uh, at like two and a half, you know, two times speed, I would, so I can burn through it. I would love that. I think I finished. What I finished? I finished the fourth book of Malazan. I finished the fifth book of The Expanse this week, and then I finished uh, a short story, uh, Carmilla, which is a an old 18th century uh, vampire book. It's like 90 pages. Well, it's not even. It's like a novella, and it was. And it was like, what's that? For you, that's nothing. Ninety pages. That, well, no, that took me two days to read. I got through half of it, and that, that one, I was like, I think I was just like exhausted. So I like only read like you know sixty okay, pages. Let me, ask, let me ask you this: Let's say you're starting a, a new book right now. Let's say it's like about a five hundred. Give it five fifty. All right, and you're reading on your Kindle or your Firebook, whatever. Yeah. 
how long is it going to take you to read to actually finish that book? Maybe a week. Maybe yeah, probably about a week. Right. But see, I I usually do two books at a time or three books at a time. That's that's crazy because I need a I need a break. Like I, I I like you and Jada are the same way. You both like just mega readers. I don't know how you do it. Like she does it. You do it off like you know your digital format and then stuff like that. She does it off the hard copy. Well, I used to when I was her age. Yeah, I, I used to devour books. I it, uh, in my, about my mid twenties, I stopped reading like I used to, oh my and God, she, life she took over. She destroys books. The book that I bought her last Saturday, she's halfway through. I mean, of course, it's summer vacation. She's young. She's 18. Um, you know, take that thing out. But still, that's scary. Yeah, I'm <sighs> just now getting my reading stamina back up. Like, and I started last year, like during the pandemic. I was like, well, I'm not going anywhere. Let me start reading. And that's when I, I picked that up. But like the Malazan book reads, they're like heavy and dense and like, and so I need a breather after a couple of chapters because my mind's just like, so I, think, I pick up something light to read. Like, I know it sounds strange, but like the expanse no, is light compared to, to uh, reading that one, that other series. It's, it's nuts. And the expanse, it has a lot, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of characters. And, and then I pick up something small like that Carmela one. I was like, oh, that, this is like, this is a book that actually Bram Stoker read. And, and like, was he was influenced by this thing? So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I can read this 90 pages. You know, that'll take me a day or two. Amazing how the mind works, especially on different levels. Like, you know, as far as like, you know, you and I, like your mind, like can read like this and go like that. You can like, you can multitask books and go back and forth. And for me, it's just like, you know, something has to grab me. Like that's what it is. Especially with comics now. I haven't read like a new comic in a while. You suggested some stuff. I still haven't either. And I got to tell you, you know, you're going to be surprised what I moved on to. What? Uh, manga. Re- what? Not not really? anime, not anime. But I'm actually you're, yeah. I picked up um. Well, I picked up Berserk, um, Death Note, and Akira. Wow, you're in manga now. I'm starting to read it. I'm try- I'm starting to like get into it. It's, um, especially Berserk. Berserk's like really like really. Well, fun. Berserk is one of those comics I think we suggested on one of our lists. There's well, we suggested a couple like a few months ago because the, the creator passed away, and we were talking about yeah. it, and, and that kind of piqued my interest of what it was. Uh, there's a book reviewer I listened to on YouTube, and he started reading it. He really liked it, so I was like, "Oh, well, let me check it out." And I love Death Note, the the, uh, the animated series. So I was like, "Well, I'm gonna like the probably gonna like the book better." You did right. Oh, I haven't picked up that. I bought it. It's in it's in my queue to read, but I'm gonna read Berserk for the first volume of Berserk. But yeah, it's like I've started because nothing, nothing's catching me on regular comics anymore. No, nothing. I'm, I'm and I'm trying. I'm looking. Oh, oh yeah, I am, and it's it's frustrating me. I'm disappointed. It's like I really want something to grab my no, attention. And you're disappointed. I'm mad. Like we used to have a review section that part of the Huge Sound podcast, and we don't do it anymore because there's nothing hitting me and nothing hitting you. That's sad. Nothing. I think metal. We did light. We did white knight. Like white knight red. I have a I have to read that Revenge of the White Knight or the other one. That's the one I have to read next. And um, The Four Horsemen I recently read, which is a Black Adam comic. But nothing. It's just like nothing's hitting me. Because to me, it's just like, eh, you know. Like Metal Hit Me or Death Metal was like a better story than Metal. I love that look on her face. <laughs> she, she changed his suit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. She's just... 
she really molds him into the bond yeah, we the know. Bond. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause she's the one that gives him the drink. Yeah. And she's the one that, you know, gets him set up on a suit and like, she like sends him on his, on his way, you know, after, especially, you know, after, you know, what happens to her afterwards, you know, he really becomes a more heart, heartbreaking. But yeah, she was his sort of his, like his, 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 his mentor in a way. But yeah, no, I was kind of surprised when I was like, I looked, I was like, man, I bought just bought three Mongo. What the hell is going on? And one of my, one of my e-readers is big enough to read manga, which is nice. I, I have a, I have a, a small one, which is like, you know, a little six inch one. I can't really do manga on that one, but I've got a, a, a an eight inch screen one and I, it's better for manga. And that's usually about the size of manga. Manga is not the size of like a full comic book. When you actually see them, they're they're like paperback books. So I've been I, been thinking I, about I, going to buy and picking up some just like actual hard copies of them. I gotta send you something right now. You're gonna die laughing. This is a message I just received on my Facebook page. So just tell me. There you go. And there we got Jeffrey Wright, Commissioner Gordon himself. Look at that. We got DC and Marvel crossing over right now. Casilius, Commissioner Gordon, and uh, Daniel Craig actually was in a comic book movie called uh, Cowboys and Aliens. So, yeah, look at that. And this is the second time that um, Felix has been played by uh, a black man. Uh, the first time was in Never Say Never Again, who was played by uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bernie Casey. And uh, if nobody remembers him, he played UN from uh, Return of the uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh my God! You like that? You like that deep cut? <laughs> oh boy! I'm not gonna clap because I don't want to mess up the sound. UN UN Jefferson. That's right, folks. I wow. <laughs> Or or Shar- or Sharky's machine, but I I always whenever I see his face, I just instantly it's it's you. If you want to put Sharky's machine, I mean, Virginia is still a deep cup, but damn. What? Wow. That, yeah. <laughs> I just, I no oh no! Sorry, I just looked at your post about uh, Bismarck Key. I didn't. Realize. Yeah, you know that? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Sucks. Oh, baby, you. Well, you can always do the old, old, old one I used to do. It's like, oh, baby, you, you got a disease. You say it's just a rash, but it's way up in your ass. Wow, dude. <laughs> he just passed away, man. <laughs> oh writing his songs. Guy. Not only did he just pass away, but also the uh, guitar player from Cinderella. He just yep. passed away a few days ago. Uh, somebody uh, that's not like a big name, but yeah, he was, a, he was a, in that same genre as Cinderella. He was a keyboard player that used to play with a lot of the hair metal bands. He uh, passed away as well. So yeah, a lot of a lot of deaths. 
I guess karaoke karaoke is going to be filled with uh with Biz Marquee and uh, Cinderella tomorrow. Oh yeah. Look at her. Oh. Got a heat flash now. Come on, man. You're Casilius. You're a fucking sorcerer. Do something. This guy hasn't been in some movies. Who's this guy? Um, this guy right here. Oh. Um, fuck. I'm going to look it up. Sorry. <laughs> there he is. Uh. Giancarlo Gianna. Uh, he was in Quantum Solace. He was in, uh, uh, let's see, Seven Beauties. Love and Archery. He's been in a ton of movies. He's one of those, well, he's one of those great character actors. Like, you look at his 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 list of uh, movies he's been in, not only here, you'll release here in America, but he's also got a lot of Italian movies. Man on fire would probably be the one you probably recognize that's it from because you're you're uh, yeah because you're uh, that's it that's it oh my god I was, yeah, I was trying I was trying to look through his list of stuff I was like what, what what's yeah. what's Kane what's Kane gonna remember and yeah Man any, on Fire any, any revenge movie yes that's I'm all about revenge movies he's also a mimic really that's a, like I said this guy's been in a lot a, of lot of fucking movies man lots. Oh, he was in Catch Twenty Two that came out two years ago. That was a pretty was good one. Yeah, uh, Young Mira Sorvino and Mimic. Yeah, and he was in the horrible miniseries uh, that was the uh, Frank Herbert's Dune that came out two thousand. That was a uh, sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, that one. You didn't like that uh, one? I, thought, I dug it. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? Oh, we gotta uh, talk, dude. Uh, I actually uh, dug it. It wasn't wasn't a fan. Uh, again, I'm. It was okay. I, I like the book. I was a big fan of the book, um, the movie. Okay, like the the eighties movie, and that, that's a tough one to to, re- uh, to really compare on. it to. What you hate the eighties movie? Come uh, on, did I, did I did I say hate? Did, did the words hate come out of my mouth? No, well, I said I liked it. But again, movie. it's not the book, you know. But that's you know something nobody's going to be that. But honestly, that what I see out of the new movie that's supposed to be coming out this year that, that looks close to the book. There it is. That's when he's introduced. That's, yeah, there we go. Yep. Hi, shaking that stirred, huh? I kind of like this drink. But yeah, no, he'll he'll return for the sequel to this. Which was not that great, by the way. Not a fan of Quantum Solace. Skyfall, different story. They upped their game in Skyfall. That's a, yeah, uh, Quantum Solace and Skyfall I never saw in the theaters. That was when I sort of... I saw, oh yeah, Skyfall was awesome. Yeah. Spectre was 
a letdown to me. I was like, yeah, I thought it would be better. Which I was hoping it was going to be great because, I mean, this is everything Bond's ever. This is the main villain Bond follows. Yeah, which is kind of – yeah. It was like, like – he was good, but the movie wasn't. It's like it's like if Marvel came out with a movie called Hydra and it just sucked because we're finally meeting the big baddie of everything. It like just didn't make any sense. But yeah, those movies came out when I was not uh, going to the yeah. movies as often as I. Uh, uh, you are now. Yeah, well, I, well, like I was beforehand. I I took a a decade off. Sorry. I uh, no, I just crawled into the bar and. Just stay there for a while. They go to the movies. If it came on TV, I'd catch it. It's okay. Like I didn't even see like Iron Man in the theaters. I caught it on DVD. What? Yeah. Oh. And I wasn't. Oh. I wasn't going to the. Wasn't going to the. You know, wasn't going to Man. theaters. Were you living at the Winchester about that time? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Oh, hello. Hey. She had an itty bitty teeny weeny. Uh oh, now you're screwed. Someone's gonna die. He looks so familiar. You're all right. I gotta figure he out. I, I, I just, I, I just don't see him on the. I don't, don't see him on the list here. Oh my god. You better not kill him. Oh, there we go. FedEx is awesome. Damn, this... Ugh. He has to be in something. Black Panther, that's where I know him from. That's it! He was, uh, he was from the River Tribe. I wanted to say Black Panther. Oh, and, of course, that's what it is. Godfather of Harlem, also. Thank you. Yes, alright. They're supposed to be releasing a season two soon. Uh, I thought it was already out. Dude, if it is, I'm gonna watch that Tonight, I love that Bumpy Johnson story. God damn it. Uh-oh, you're, she's screwed. Why are they going to kill the pretty girl, man? White girl's got to die. Damn, white girl got to die, man. What's up, yo? Oh. Uh-oh. Come on, Mads. Wake up. You don't want to mess with evil Charlie Murphy now. Go on the stairs. Yeah, okay. season two's been out, God, since April. So, yeah, it's... Oh, my God. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Because it's, it's on stars, so I don't... I don't catch it. I gotta check out my channel then. Ooh. Yeah. Machete. You're fucked.
Wow. What the hell? This bot is more active, man. Not that the other bones weren't, but well, sign of the times. Yeah, I say definitely it's more sign of the times yeah. because I mean every every. I just thought about that. I was like, yeah, well, he didn't do much back then. He was more like he just did a little weak karate chop there. Yeah. Some I mean, you got to think of it was, when this came out. Then you also had like you know Superman coming out, and it was you know a lot more action, a lot more grit, like you know grittier than. What year did this come out? Two thousand six. It's been it's been fifteen years. Since this one came out, yeah, this is an old one. Because you got to realize the last Bond movie came out five years ago. Jesus. Wait. Spectre came out five years ago? Yeah. Oh, and I did find uh, Borat with a mustache, by the way. He doesn't really look like Borat. He does look like Borat. Not with the mustache. He's got more of the of the of the mustache twirling like kind of villain type mustache on this one. Not not the full pencil mustache, but it more comes up onto an angle. Yeah, it doesn't really work for him. Well, I take that back then. I guess he's not Borat. This Bond gets his ass kicked. Well, then Batman begins to get his ass kicked too. So, there's a scene in Batman Begins where he wakes up. He's got bruises all over his body. He's like, "That's the first of many injuries, Master Wayne. You might want to get a cover, like a uh, polo." He's like, "I don't play polo, Alfred." <laughs> Who's this chick with the glasses? Diane Hartford, I think that's who she is. She's actually been, she was actually in Thunderball. Really? Yeah. Six degrees of separation, Thunderball, and this one, yeah. So she's a not a not a heavy actress, but yeah, that's that looks like who that was. And one of the most touching scenes for Bond actually was this thing was actually filmed in one take, which I don't know why that's a trivia thing because that seems like it's a pretty easy one take thing. I mean, it's not like he has to talk or anything. She's, yeah, just. And she's underwater and already makes her look like she's crying, so. She's, she's, I mean, when you find out what she is. See, somebody die, good lord. What the hell? It's not, wait, What? It is not sexy time, James. It's always sexy time when Bond's world. 
Come on now. You don't, dude, she's broke. Uh, uh, you know what? I haven't seen this scene in a while. You don't do that. That's more comforting. It's like, you know, come on. This is Jill. Grabs, touches the back of her head and slowly brings her down. It's okay. Oh, my God. You're a pig. It's okay. I was about saying if I don't want to. <laughs> oh, Such a fucking pig. Let it out, baby. Let it out. He didn't hate it, though. I don't think he did. Yeah, he put her to sleep. I don't know. I go to bed. Pass out. Let me go do my God thing. You know, seeing these phones... (laughs) He's kind of Erickson sort of razor type phones. It just shows. Oh boy. Okay. Well. It's a weird look. This guy has an important role to play. He plays a bigger role in Casino Royale than he did in this. You know. This one that reminds me of the movie The Car. That well, the car here. It did. And there we Casilius. Maybe he is a vampire. Bleeding out to the eye. Who is this dude? With the long ponytail. He looks like a guy from a samurai type of movie. And there's Jeffrey Wright. Oh my God, Amy Rain's back. And I think the Asian actress to the to the right, I think, and I could be wrong, I think she was in, oh, she was in Iron Fist or Daredevil. She was part of the, um, the hand. Oh. She might have been. No, I believe James lost a previous game and he's going to win this one. You just got to tell her mannerisms like what they're going to do next. Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Watching this one makes me want to watch the original again. Now look at his blonde haired girlfriend is still alive. Yay! Commissioner Gordon. Again, who is the guy with the long haired, long gray hair and a ponytail? This guy's been on the table for a while.
No, I believe Jeffrey Wright, well, as Mike said earlier, Jeffrey Wright is the Felix character, which has been played by a couple characters in James Bond lore. See, what I love about this, I heard, I'm not sure if this is true, but I, I heard about this. When they were doing these poker scenes right here, they actually were rehearsing these scenes with actual poker players to make sure that the uh, the scene had authenticity. Because there's a way that you move the cards, you move the chips, and I'm not sure if that's still true, but that's what I heard. Well, I'm sure Matt had to learn to the uh, you know the uh, the poker chip you know twirl on his finger. I'm sure that I mean that takes some time to learn, but I don't know. I mean it, that's that's what I heard. I never played a you know a, a game of poker like this. I mean, I see a World Series of poker, and normally somebody would be wearing big glasses right now. I'm looking at the table like this, ominous, like yeah, look at him, there he is, just looking at the table. What's he gonna do? What do they have as a winning for the uh, World Series of Poker? They had like a um, you won like I think it was two million dollars and like a um. A gold bracelet or something? I don't know. I haven't watched that. I, this guy's still there. Like the guy with the long gray ponytail, he's still on that table, man. Everybody's saying a break. They're chilling. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do we do now? Yep, you got to figure it out. Not the prototypical Bond girl. Would you say? I don't know. I mean, you got to look it- at some of the some of the Bond girls are aren't just these you know ditzy TNA kind of things. I mean, if you look at like Pussy Galore. You know, look at her character. She was this pilot. She was the head of this squadron. Very intelligent woman. You know, very strong, forceful woman. So I, yeah, I don't, I, can, I don't want to say that it, it, all of them. Even uh, uh, look at uh, Octopussy. You know, yeah. she's she's the head of this organization, a massive organization. She has so you know, so that there's never a stereotypical Bond girl. There is what what most would just put in their heads. Like that they're the, you know, basically there for a little, you know, just, you know, TNA and, and eye candy. But I think she's, I think she fits into the, into the, uh, the category of like, you're really strong bond women. Okay. But she has to, especially with what her, her fate is, you know, it, it that's a big, that's a big deal. There's the bald henchman. Yeah, look at the button I fell. He's such a good actor, man. He was the one casting when they were doing the uh, the Batman. When they made him Commissioner Gordon, I was like, dude, yes. Yeah. 
So I was a fan with him in uh, in Westwood or, or Westworld. If you ever watch Westworld, yeah. really good. Yeah, he's he's really good in Westworld. That's why I didn't care. I was like, oh, him as Commissioner Gordon, it fits. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a um, a racial type of way. I mean, I, I don't know how they. I guess well, Commissioner Gordon is basically he's written as an Anglo-Saxon type male, but I think you know Jeffrey Wright is such an actor that he could just he overcomes that because of his acting skills. Does that make sense? No, it does. I mean, because you can even equate it if you want to take another comic book movie, Lawrence Fishburne as Perry yeah. White. Perfect. Yes. You know, yes. we never heard Great Caesar's Ghost, but I didn't need to because. He, he was, he was believable right. as that character. And again, that's why you and I have talked about this before about, you know, characters. I think actually when we, they first announced James Bond, you know, of uh, Eldris probably taking him over in my head, there are certain stereotypical uh, traits that come with your exposure as what's basically your, from your race and certain characters need to be white and certain characters need to be black. Just like I think they, you know, the big one that everybody threw out there is you can't have a white guy play, you know, T'Challa. You can't. You can't. I mean, as much as you can find the perfect one, it's just not going to work. And that kind of that same thing falls under like uh, Batman. Batman, to me, needs to be this white privileged kid who gets everything ripped from him. You know, if it's anybody else, then it doesn't match. Same thing with Superman. Yeah, like the whole Superman thing I think we've talked about is a nauseam. And you look at our archives. One of the greatest actually arguments you made was like, look, if you put him at, if you, okay, you're making him a black guy, all right, is it going to be like Zorel from a different world? No, it's going to be Clark Kent. Then why are you doing the film? Because basically all you're doing is you're doing a rehash with a black cast. Yeah. Right? So it just makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, to me, to me as an, as an act, as somebody that, you know, if I was an actor, I'd be like, well, why am I, this is kind of like almost a little bit of slap in the face. Why not, make, why aren't we being more creative thing. about this? Yeah. But you know, like you were saying, yeah, he as Commissioner Gordon fits perfectly because it yeah. just Commissioner Gordon has tip you know you know typically been white, but his history do, isn't defined by his color at no. all. You know, it, he was brought up on the streets. He was a, a detective. Saw something bad happening. Had a family. It just you know it just works. It's one of those instances, like you said with Lawrence Fishburne, that the actor outweighs the character. And like, you know what? I can see it. That's fine. I know it was one of those things I had an issue with, you know, the thought of a black James Bond. But then the more I thought about it, okay, it can work. I think it it can definitely work with with a black actor. I just, yeah, it's one of those ones. I still have that. Unfortunately, I was was raised by, by a very... Very racist man. Oddly enough, two of his best friends and I were African American, and wow. um, yeah, it's it's, a, it's the strangest thing. Yeah, are you, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, two of my two of my dad's uh, best friends were were black. I mean, it just. But yeah, yeah, it was just so funny. But he was great, born and raised in by God West Virginia. You know, born on a tobacco uh-huh. farm. You know, redneck as redneck can get. So I have to fight that ingraining. You know, when I was brought up i mean he wasn't always you know that that's that's you you gotta hate those people wasn't that way but he would make comments so yeah that's why there are certain times when i'm like i don't like that and about a week later my mind 
my brain's like, shut up, Michael. You're, 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 you got to beat down your, your upbringing and, and really look, open your mind. And that's usually when I change my mind. Cause yeah, you, you'll find a lot of times in the, some of our past ones where I've said one thing and then like two weeks later, I'm like, no, sorry. Always wrong. <laughs> eh, it happens when you're only human. This guy's face. Put in your mouth, James. Stab you, sir. I love there's a whole tension in this. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, he forgot. He forgot to plug it. Well, again, there you go. It's a good woman right there. She will put it back together, bro. Put it in your mouth. You're getting dirty. Sorry. It's almost it's almost one a one a.m. I've been uh like I said, I already worked a ten hour shift and Hey, me too. Getting giddy. Me too. I raised my hand also. I also worked a ten hour shift. So everybody's worked ten hours. God bless you. It's not easy. Sucks. Y'all got to make that bread. I know. I love how that 10 o'clock schedule worked out for us, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's going to be later. It, it, it never works out the way I want it. That's why when you're like, yeah, it could be earlier. Yeah, let's be honest. No, it won't be. <laughs> we, I was trying. That was, dude, I was trying so hard. I was trying to will. It's a. I'm try- I was trying to will things in my job to get it out earlier and just didn't happen, man. Just <sighs> one more year. Anyway, this girl's still alive, by the way, the blonde. Yeah, she never got killed. She just was, you know, getting yeah. smacked around a little bit. I love yeah. the look on his face. He's like, oh, fuck, you're still here. How the hell are you still here? Yeah, round two, huh? Well, he tried just tried to poison Bond, so he figured he was he'd be out, but nope. We got Mark Henry over there too. You almost died. Of course, he's gonna win. But did you die? I, <laughs> I was just thinking that. I could never grow a coatee as cool as that. Yeah, the card handler. I tried many times. Just, eh. Who is this guy? Who? Gray-haired gray ponytail. The Chinese, the Asian guy. Or Chinese wow, guy. Oh, there we go. North Korean ra- guy. Ra- so racist I, much? I wasn't. Look, I'm, I just. <laughs> whatever. I mentioned they're Asian, Chinese, North Korean. Oh, the Sarge is home. Did I tell you the Sarge went out tonight? No. He went out. He went drinking with his buddies. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to knock on the door. We're going to have some late night singing? Maybe.
Let's go on bluff. There was a scene. It was a movie we we're gonna do. I think it was Tom this. Tom So is the gentleman's name. He's been in some stuff. Um, right? The only thing I, that you would probably recognize is uh, Sherlock. Oh, okay. The the show, not the and not any, not the Robert Downey oh, Jr. Oh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Cumberbatch. Yep. Yeah, he's not a not a not, I mean, even so much like IMDb doesn't even have a picture of him. That's what I remember him from. Because that's the yeah. Everybody else has almost everybody has a picture and. He's the only one with. Is that Chong? Chong, what? Cheese and Chong. Where is that Chong in the back? Is that Tommy Chong in the background? I doubt he was ever on this. God, it looks like him. It's Mark Henry. They're, they're, they saw him. That, that was Tommy Chong. Okay, you, you missed. It. Forget it. Fine. Tommy Chong. And Mark Henry. His name is Ada, by the way. No. Oh. Uh, Snatch. If you if you're a fan of Snatch, if you ever watched it, he was the um. I'm not gonna say it. I'll sound racist if I say it. It's okay. He was the big black guy. Well, he's already a big black guy, so you, of course, good good description of him, dude. You've been calling him Mark Henry for 20 minutes. Wait, he was a big black guy. <laughs> no, wait, wait. He was the big black guy with the small car and the dog. In Snatch, God, it's yeah. been dude. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. So I'll take your word it, for it. it. Was- he was he was known as Ty uh, Tyrone. Yeah, he was the guy in the, when they were holding up the the uh, little like the uh, the cash counter thing, and he I had like the I little did. dog. It's, it's been so long since I've seen that since I've seen that movie. One of my favorite movies. Fucking Paul, I guess. Actually, well, uh, what something in that vein? I just uh, I watched I rewatched um last was it last Sunday or Monday? I rewatched The Gentleman. Mm. Great movie. Hmm. Excuse me. One of Matthew McConaughey's best. Oh, just everybody on there was great. Well, everybody, but I think McConaughey to me. Even Char- Charlie Hunnam was good. Like everybody, dude. Um, Hugh Grant was great. Hugh Grant was probably oh uh, yes, H- Hugh McConaughey like. You forget, don't, don't forget about Colin Farrell, who doesn't look like fucking Colin Farrell. You oh, forget it. Dude, as, as, uh, yeah, as the Irish guy with the, with the, the jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. You know, right, right. Saying, man, everybody was like on point yeah, on that one. Pulled their way, yeah. But to me, McConaughey was the one man. He was a weed de- dealer, dude. Like, well, I mean, technically, he was sort of like the main. If there was a main character in the movie, it was kind of him. I mean, it was an ensemble cast, but I think it, it, the movie really focused around him, especially Even, um, right when you watch at the beginning. Dude, actually, you know what? Henry Golden, Snake Eyes, is in that movie as well. Yeah. He's the, uh, the Asian guy. Yep. By the way, if you want to get tickets to see Snake Eyes, I'm in. I'm down. I'll check with our with our dealer. <laughs> check, with dealer. <laughs> check with our dealer. She wants to see it. I'm sure she does. Because actually, the more I've seen these trailers, I watched The Raid again. And if you guys have never seen The Raid, check it out. It's a good import movie. But um, when I keep watching the trailers, it Snake Eyes reminds me a lot of The Raid. And I, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because I love the action. The only thing I don't like is the whole Snake Eyes speaking, but I have to put it into perspective. Yes, he'll probably lose his voice at the end of the film. That's fine. But 
Because you have different, like, you have different versions. I mean, because everybody's, like, locked into, I think, I I don't know what everybody's locked into, because I had a conversation with somebody, or a couple of somebody's on, uh, this week on, on Facebook about that, because somebody made a comment about, about, um, about that, like, well, why isn't it Snake Eyes against Cobra? I'm like, well, technically, if this is the origin story, Cobra is still in its infancy. It's still like a pyramid scheme thing going on right now. The fact that Baroness is there leads that yeah, that, that Cobra is in existence. This is not. This is pre-Cobra. Yeah, yeah they're recruiting, which is fine. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, and then I, I kind of had a kind of had to school him a little bit about like some of the backstory. I was like, they can't do, they can't do as much as I would love to see it, but they're not. They can't just can't do that that version of. Of it, you know, other than moving it into like the Iraq War and kind of following that, but I don't know. I th- I kind of like the way they're going to go. You see the mask, yeah, I, you see the yeah. family. I kind of like the way that Cobra's a background player. They're like they're there already. They're, there's no there's, there's no building up. They're there. And honestly, I think that's the best way if they want to really yeah. introduce a GI Joe movie. Keep Cobra like Thanos. And Cobra yeah. Commander, you don't want to see him up front. You want to know. You want to be introduced to Baroness in this movie, and then maybe the next movie be introduced to Destro, and then the next one we see Firefly and Scrap Iron, and we like get introduced, like wow. you know, little bit by little bit to these characters, and get like next movie we're going to get like Stalker's origin. No major blood, by the way. Uh, no, the bad poetry always kills it for me. So yeah. <laughs> No Zartan? Yeah. No, I think I would love to have seen like a major blood in this one. Zartan, yeah. They, as long as they pull Zartan off right, that's like a hard – that's one that you just – you just can't – as much as I love him, uh, the actor that, that played him in that, that – He didn't – yeah, because he didn't – he was just – he was only one character. Like Zartan is always like flip-flopping. He's like, dude, I'm this and that. Like, and like Well, I mean normally in a book or in an episode or an issue, he only looked like one person at a time. So that, that didn't really bother me, but it just wasn't – Zartan, he 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 was just a master of disguise to begin with, and he didn't have nanobites, you know, none of that crap, and he didn't yeah. have the dreadnoughts with him. He should have had at least a couple of the dreadnoughts. Did you, come on, the dreadnoughts were cool. Yeah. I love the dreadnoughts. yeah. Have, have buzzard on, or man. torch with him hanging out, you know, having some have some chocolate donuts and grape soda. The thunder machine that that car they rode with Mad Max. Yeah, thunder machine came later. Yeah, that was like a uh, yeah, that was like, yeah, but yeah, that's. Good lord! <laughs> I was so mad. I picked up. Um, I, I bought a uh, uh, GI Joe uh, Resolute. Was it Resolute? Yeah, yeah, Resolute. I bought it. I was like, man, I have not seen this anywhere. I bought it, and then I, I think I went on Tubi the other day because I need, I needed a, a tear jerking moment, so I had to rewatch um, Jake the Snake, Resurrection of Jake the Snake, and I was like, wait a second, fucking Tubi's got this one. I paid five bucks. I mean, it was only five bucks, but I was like, what the hell. It's like I, because I, I trying to collect all the GI Joes I can because I liked Resolute and I liked uh, I think it was Renegades was the other one. But even like when when we if you watch um, Renegades I think no Resolute there's a little bit of different story to Snake Eyes's origin in that as well so it's like they they've got so much to choose from when it comes to um, comes to Snake Eyes's origin.
Oh, this is probably one of my favorite scenes. So fucked up. This is a very painful scene to watch. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that's <laughs> why so I was like, "This is one of it's like one of my favorite scenes, but not my favorite scene too." Sorry, it's, uh, it's, it's painful to watch. But a very creative uh, torture. Yeah, it's just, you said it best, very creative. Because you know it's just nicking the side of the nuts. It's not even like the full shot. It's just like, even like the slightest. I, no, I was actually um, I went out to the kitchen real quick, and um, the sar just got home, and the kid is here. So the dude, they're sitting at the table. <laughs> Go and ahead. He, I can't wait to hear the Go ahead. <laughs> no, I didn't hear the whole conversation because I came back here, but it's it's kind of surreal to me. Like my dad, my kid sitting there and they're just I don't know what the hell they're talking about but it's something <laughs> I want to find out what it is and she's used to talking to you too whenever you get a little you know yeah she's used to that but like she, she loves her grandfather like oh my god that that's her hero like me I'm I'm nothing I'm a piece of garbage but him whew, she wrote a book report about him they ain't going to write no book reports about me no they're just police reports which is those are true. They're still out there. Oh man! Oh. Oh, I'm dead. Just kill me, please. Just well, this explains why why he's he's not scared about having sex with anybody. He can't have any kids. Now you gonna laugh about it? I wouldn't. I'd be. I'd be dead. Just, just shoot me. <laughs> You're right. One of the best scenes in this movie, no doubt. I don't know what Mad has done to this point. Besides this, he's probably done some like BBC stuff or. Damn, he's so good. He did a movie on Netflix called Valhalla. You should check it out. It's it's all like um dubbed, but really good.
He's a good villain, man. He's such a good, and he's not the mustache twirling villain. He's more like, the, you know what? I have to do this. So wake up. I love these, uh, the facial, the facial expressions, man. They just sell this thing. Like he's, he has to do this thing because he's going to lose money. And James is like, well, you know, I'm this guy. Yeah, you better run, bro. Well, he had done King Arthur. Let's see what else. This was shocking to me. I mean, I didn't read the book, but Sharif dying like this, like, oh, wait, he's not the main villain? Then who is? James is alive. Yeah, no, that was one of the, that's how the, um, that's how the book went as well. Because I'm looking at like the top 10, like differences between the book and the, mm. in the movie. And that's not one of them. You would think that would be a big factor. Look at James Bond recovering. Look at that. We never see that. And right. I think that's the same setting for um, for Ocean's Twelve. Isn't that isn't that where um, the the, the frog the, the, the fox? That's yeah. where he's at. Right? Yeah, because that's where that looks just like it, like that 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 lake and everything. I was this yeah the his chateau and the, that was the fox. I think it was a different angle by the way. So, but yeah. Yeah, I think it was more up on the actual like the balcony of the of the building, not out there. I didn't like Ocean's Twelve too much, but I remember a lot of things about it. I did. I thought it was still good. I, I, it was a nice tie-in. Yeah, but Twelve. Well, we could talk about it offline. I just thought to me like in Ocean's Eleven, where they basically were ahead of the game. Ocean's Twelve, they were behind the game. Exactly. Them, exactly. Like, per, per, perfect Empire Strikes Back kind of mo- motive. The, the the good guys are behind. Ooh, whoa, whoa, that don't go that. I did, I did, because it's got the same kind of backstory. In fact, I bet you that's even where Naboo's filmed at too. I bet you that's where they filmed some Star Wars at. Hey, look, there's a Joshua tree right there. So. I hate I sand. Know. It gets everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> Can I wake up to her? I'll work three jobs. But I'm not giving up the podcast. I'm sorry, Eva. You can join.
not fair. Yeah. You know, Matt did a lot of things, but nothing like on on par with this. Like if you if you look at his, so this was like kind of the beginning. Yeah, actually, probably the biggest movie he did before this. It's gonna make you laugh. Um, he was in Cars. So <laughs> he he played uh, he played uh, Chick Hicks in Cars. So. He played Chick Hicks. Yeah. The 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 NASCAR. The- no, no, no. You're thinking. You're thinking of um, uh, McQueen. Uh, no, no, no. But but in uh, in cars in cars, Ch- Chick Hicks. Well, Chick no Chick Hicks. The first one was like the muscle. Like, Hi, how you doing there, Latin McQueen? He that was him. Hold on. It says that he played it. Hold on. No, it says voiced by Michael you Keaton. Look that up. I, I know I did, and it said he played Chick Hicks. Oh, he he. I bet you that was he played Chick Hicks in the. Uh, he he was in for the the uh, probably the, for the language version, oh, for the French okay. version oh, or, or Danish okay. version. Oh, yeah, was, so he I yeah. Say I was like, wait a minute, I've seen that movie a lot of times, and that was not management. Yeah, no, he was right yeah there. he was in the Danish dub version. So, but he again oh, he was still in Cars. That's fine. And then he was in King Arthur, the Clive Owen King Arthur. That was a uh, questionable. There's a, there's a Clive Owen. Oh yeah, you oh, you have a oh, wait 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 wait. I, that's what um yeah, Clive Owen, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley, she was um Guinevere. Yeah. Yeah. Um in um McGruffro, he was a uh, Mr. Fantastic. He was a uh, Lancelot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so he was in that as well. Oh. So I mean, he had a few movies. He's been acting since 1996 as far as in films go and uh yeah, 1996 was his first. So he's he's got a Bit of a career, at least in, in Denmark. Watch Valhalla, man. That's something you need to watch. And now he's calling her out. Yeah, he is. He knows. Listen, you crazy bitch. We got to talk. I don't know. When a crazy bitch smiles like that, I'm afraid. No, you're not. You're turned on. Yeah, let's be honest. I, actually, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to What's the name of the movie? Valhalla? <laughs> yeah, Valhalla. Or is it Valhalla Rising, I believe? I know it's Valhalla something. It's Viking related. Oh, there it is. Valhalla Rising. Yeah, that's an yeah, old movie. Valhalla yeah. Rising. That's it. Yep. 2009. Okay. Check that out. You know, as far as DC or Marvel. She would be the perfect, not Catwoman, like people say. I don't think she'd be a good Catwoman. Now, Talia Al Ghul, yes, I could see that. Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, with the darker eyes and the the French accent, definitely will work. Yeah, because Catwoman is just like more sultry. Not, not, not that she couldn't pull it off. But Talia Al Ghul like, is a character that I think needs to be more exotic. Yes. Thank you. 
And she could fit that. And if you get Daniel Day Lewis out of retirement from making shoes as Rachel Ghoul, there you go. But who? Daniel Day Lewis. That's Rach? No. Yeah. Oh, what? Yes. Yes. Daniel Day Lewis as Rachel Ghoul. Put money on it. Oscar. You're speechless. So you can't even have a comeback with that. No, because I'm not even thinking about it anymore because I thought it was silly. It is not silly. I do like this. Bond finds love in his younger years, but not really. See, throwing this all in his younger years makes sense. Because like you said, it's his first, it's his year one. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe I can fall in love. Maybe I can have this. I could do both of them, but nah. Well, remember you also had, uh, I think it was Dalton. Didn't Dalton get married? And then his wife died. So, I mean, you have that, you have that moment too. Oh my God, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Was that that the one for Living Daylights where he's like, I'm retiring, I'm getting married. And then. No, was it Living Daylights or was it the other one? The other one I didn't watch. I've never seen that one. Look, if Evergreen wanted to marry me, I'd be like, yes, I'll change my last name to Green. Shut up. I would. So they took so they took the remo- romancing the stones uh retirement plan? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> he's, he's writing his novel, his, his love novels and uh Okay. That was good. <laughs> hey, there's Waldo right there. So. It's the same freaking Chateau boat that the that Adrian Paul had in the Highlander. No, this is in uh this is in Italy. That was in Canada. What was that? Oh, you're talking about the boat he had? That was uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the 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 bar the, their barge boats. Yeah, they're big barge, in uh, they're big barge. in Britain. Actually, there's a guy I follow on TikTok that owns and one he of them. Lived in yeah. yeah, he lived, he lived in that barge. It was a yeah. huge barge. Now it's funny. It's a lot of those that they they don't really uh, usually sit at the docks. You literally have to move them around. So that's why that was the only thing that was a little off about that. After the beating your nuts took, you can still go at yeah, it. Still like freaking function, dude. I'd be dead for like a fucking a month. You got hit in the balls. They're still talking. I wonder if I can put my recorder out there. Anyway, no. Lady in red. 
啊。啊哦。They're probably plotting your death. Probably. Nice knowing you. <laughs> I wrote in my will. Jada takes over the podcast with you, so she has fifty percent ownership. So it's in the will. By the way, she likes you guys a lot. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, she, she was kind of quiet. I go. No, she said some stuff under her breath. You got to, you had to really listen. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she was like, I like these guys. They said, why don't you hang out with them more? I'm like, oh no. I go, because I want to hang out with you. Like, dude, leave me alone. I'm fine. <laughs> Man, the more like I look at this film, and I keep thinking Batman Begins now. Like, you got that in my head now. And it's so... Is that her... No, that's not her husband. That's some dude. Hey, she she used to be a double off. Trust me, she's a player. Ah... That's an old booty call. Don't don't think don't think I mean yeah, don't think Am's not swinging it. Okay, dude, Am is swing. Yeah, she's hitting that. Okay, player, 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 player. This guy's a weird, goofy smile. I don't trust a guy with a goofy smile like that. So a little uh. No, another one. Uh, d- during the poker game, there was a female uh, participant, Madame Wu. Yeah. She was actually played by uh, – okay, I'm not going to say her name, but she was actually played by a Chinese actress who was a Bond girl who Bond betted at the beginning of You Only Live Twice. So they, See, they threw in a couple of uh, little um, – It's funny you say Madame Wu because I was actually just thinking when you were offline you know, getting an extra drink or something like that. I was thinking, like, she looks familiar. I kept saying Madame Wu from Iron Fist or Daredevil. I was like, is that her? But now you say this. I mean, it's not the same actress, of course. Right, but like- and by the way, this is not the same M that worked with Pierce Brosnan, the, w- the way they were talking about it. So technically, Judy Dench's M is not the same M from Brosnan's era as Casino Royale. Technically, is the reboot of the overall series. Lady in red. Ah, James, you got screwed, dude. It happens to the best of us. But she loved me. Ah, love. Uh oh. Creepy dudes in the background. Gotta watch out. You're always going to have some fences and some nice little 
statues in the background. Ooh. Ooh. Who's this guy? Now, is this a callback to an older James Bond villain with the uh with the eye patch? Yeah, that's what I'm, I don't believe so. I know who you're talking about, but no, I don't yeah. believe it was a okay. callback. All right. I thought it might have been. Well, that's why they're talking like the villain for, you know, the up and coming James Bond. Um, there's hints in, in like kind of rumors are like, oh, this could be. This Dr. could no. Yeah, this could be Dr. No. I hope it is. I mean, I think that would be great as kind of like a nice little throwback and. Because because this is a technically a re reboot of the whole series. I mean, you've literally got from the sixties to you got you got from Connery to Brosnan is technically the same Bond. This Mm -hmm. is a reboot completely. So that would be kind of cool if they you know did bring those kind of characters in. I think it is a little callback right there. I mean, it could just be a nod to say, hey, you know, wink, wink. Guess what? Yeah, guess what? You know, we got this going on. Oh shit! Yeah, he was a nobody character. Yeah, this building fell apart real quick. That's Venice, correct? Yes. Yep. So, so more, more, uh, probably more Italian job than uh, mm, mm. than uh, than oceans. So. Another underrated movie. So yeah, this would be the the carry on. Uh, Mister White is actually the guy with the eye patch. Uh, he's the one that ah. that carries over to Quantum Solace. Ooh. Yeah. And it looks like we may have two villains for uh, No Time to Die. Dr. No and... Well, his name, they, they have him listed as uh, Litzfer Safin and then a Ernest uh, Blowfield. Doesn't this guy, doesn't uh, Spectre come back? The guy who runs Spectre? Well, uh, I, to me, I always took Spectre as, as sort of like a basic guy. I kind of mentioned it earlier as a Hydra. You know, if you kill one, you've got, you know, three more heads, you know, show up. So I always kind of took that as, but that name Blowfield, why does that sound familiar? It, is that oh a, my God, I did. it is. No, that one, that character, Ernest uh, Blowfield is from Diamonds Are Forever. I knew it had tied into something. I didn't, that I know villain, but that's not, that's played by, um, that's who, that's who met Max Von uh, Sido is playing. Max Von Sido, yeah. Yeah. He's playing the same one. I don't know if it's the same, like technically the same villain, but I, I mean, his age, it could like lead could into be. it. 
But um Man, that's it. Oh no shit. I'm sorry. I was on the wrong one. No, 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 that's right. Yeah, no, 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 go oh, sorry. No, no, you're right. You got it. No, I, Max Max Vaughn did that in Never Say Die or Never Say Never Again. No, it's uh, Christopher uh, Waltz is playing Max or uh, Ernest Vaughn. Chris, Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Good by the way. So good. Oh, dude, a nail gun. Okay, so maybe that's what they were talking about. Maybe the article I was reading where they were talking about a recurring villain is is that because basically he came back and also um inspector because he was inspector as well i would cry too you're gonna kill what Oh, goodness! Okay, I guess I guess uh, Ernest uh, Blowfield is like a big villain for Bond because he was not only in that; he was in Thunderball. You only live twice. Her Majesty's Secret Service. Diamonds are forever. That one doesn't count. Uh, from Russia with love. So he must. Uh, yeah, okay. He was in a couple films. Then. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Honestly, I probably don't pay attention to the villain's name, so that's probably why I'm not like catching it. See, I, I felt this. There's some relationships in movies that I don't feel like whatever, but this hit me. I did and I didn't because I did. I'm I, sorry, I, the bitch did I, it to I, herself. I, true, but I totally bought in. Yes. I mean, I, I bought in from this his heartbreaking moment. You know, he, this woman he loves and everything like that. Not only did she just turn his back, her back on him, and, and but now he has to sit here and watch but her she die herself to save him. Yeah, because she screwed up and she did. She fucked uh, up. It was her fault. Yes, I agree with that. But still, like, damn, she's a crazy bitch. But I love her. And that is the story of your life. <laughs> Shut. <laughs> you just you just letting it all out. Oh, welcome boy. to welcome to Kane's therapy session, folks. Why we watch movies? <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm not gonna deny that. True. <laughs> We, we we both have it. It's true. I, I You know, I'm not going to deny it. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Like what, that this is your therapy sessions or, or that, that, that you like him crazy? Both. Oh, okay. Not too crazy, but just like semi-crazy. And this is where Bond breaks and goes on. Becomes Bond. I never put that together till now. Now, I'm not too sure. Maybe you know, maybe somebody else knows. Is this the first time Bond has a literal sequel? I mean, I understand all the others are technically sequels, but. But no. Are um, they like direct tie in sequels? The direct sequel to this one, yes. To me, well, it is. No, it is. But my this, my question is: Is this back. creepy guy comes back too? Mm. With the briefcase, he comes back. Right. I think he dies too. Well, oh, that's Mister yeah, White. Yeah. No, that's Mister White. So yeah, yeah, he comes back. That's because he, he's a, he's the secondary villain. 
to the to the to the movies. But is this like the first time that there's like a direct sequel? Like, hey, this movie ended, and I mean, I do see that that you know, um, Blowfield comes back quite a few times, but I never thought of them as like direct sequels. Well, yeah, it is. Quantum of Solace is a sequel to this. Well, uh, again, it, that's what I'm right saying. That, no, no, that, that, hold on. Shh, you're not hearing me. That's what I'm saying. This is a direct sequel. I'm asking, are there other Bond films that are like these two? No. There are no direct sequels like this. No, I can't think of any. Like, like I was saying, though, there are, there's three movies that go in an order that have Blowfield as the main villain, though. That's why I'm, I'm not too sure off the top of my head if those are technically direct sequels. Talk about it offline. Because I, I, oh, you got to name the movies for me. Refresh me. Man. She's like a mother, but a best friend. She's like, look, you lost her, but hey. She's she's oh, she adds so much to M. And you're right, by the way. I played Goldeneye the game back in the day, and her voice is still as M. Yeah, she's not. She, I, she's never been one about like, hey, no, I'm 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 too big to do like the the movie version or the the video game stuff. There's a token. Yep, there we go. Seashells. I gotta ask you something offline. Nothing too deep, but now that I've seen this, Mr. White. Perry White? No. Yeah, because if I remember, Quantum Solace like literally picks up like like, right, like from here. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, that's why I was wondering if like the if there's like earlier James Bond movies that like literally would do it, because I mean it would make complete sense. Cause I'm pretty sure Ian, you know, Ian Fleming wrote that way too. It's like, hey, okay, you know, we're gonna lead up here, maybe a day or a week off, but Those are like way too many books to pick up and start reading now. Well, you read them all, didn't you? No, those I never read now. I've got them all, but I've never read them. Uh-oh, got a boo-boo in your leg. I love this. That's when he be finally becomes Bond. See? So, guys, that's... that's I was going to say Quantum of Solace. Good Lord. No, that's <laughs> Casino Royale. The last film we're doing this month of James Bond. Oh, and, um, got one more? Yeah, we have one more, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah we have one more. But, um, 
this is the one we're going to watch. So. Right. We've got one more review. You, yes. But this is the one we're going to watch together. It's the last one. So uh, thoughts, Mike, before we go? Uh, again, I mean, a great introduction to a brand new James Bond. Uh, usually the first movie for the new introductions are always fun because it's a new person. You, you're getting to kind of learn their version of James Bond. Now that you said Batman Begins, and when you do the, the whole Batman connection to me, it, it got me thinking about the whole film. Like I kept thinking about scenes that mirror scenes that, I think, you know what? You're right. And I never thought about it like that. Not that it wasn't enjoyable before, but it just, like, now it's like, oh, my, it's a building of this. It's a building of the hero. Now, at the end of the movie, is like, I'm Bond. Okay. Makes sense now. The whole film was a building process. He lost somebody that he loves. You built him up. Now he's hardened. Now he's ready to go. Right. Now off to the races. So, but good thought. But, um, yeah. So that's um, Casino Royale Kids and uh, Mike. Let's get this. Oh, oh, bless wow. me. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, so. <laughs> hey, hey. Speaking of Quantum of Solace. <laughs> All right, guys, make sure you do check us out on Heroes Asylum as well as the other midnight movies that we do where we do reviews. And you have a pot, another show that you do? Lobos and Chair Shots. We are rocking along and doing some cool episodes. We actually did a watch along to the uh, cool match. Check it on the archives. And now I'll check out Here's Asylum underscore podcast at Twitter and at Instagram. Check out Lobos and Chair Shots. And as always, from Mike to me to you, we love you. But get to the asylum. Thank you.